Welcome back to Smarter and Harder. Once again, I'm sitting here with the smartest guy I know. You need to get out more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you need to expand your friend group. Eli Small, uh, welcome back. Here for number 14. How nice is it in here? It's not, it's not the, uh, the, the meat locker that it used to be. We have uh, flipped the script. Yeah. We are here. Summer is upon us. I think it's about 73 degrees in here. It's about the same as an office temperature, maybe a little warmer than an office temperature. Yeah. So this is like a, like a working space. Is that what we're doing? We're That's working this, here? Yeah. Never mind the smell of tennis shoes and, <laughs> and hockey equipment. Besides that. <laughs> the meat locker is now the gym locker. <laughs> well, my name's Tim Eisenhart, and uh, we are smarter and harder. Eli is smarter, and uh, we're going to take a maybe a smarter look at, um, in my opinion, some poorly done protests in the city of uh, Portland. I'm not asking for your opinion. I'm asking uh, for you to, once again, uh, enlighten me as to why we allowed uh, a student protest um, to eat up the better part of a school day. Learning time. I, 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 that's the thing. So we had, we had, um, we had protests at, uh, did all three middle schools do it? No. Um, and that's actually, I hadn't thought of it until now, but as an interesting side note, King Middle School did not have anything to do with this. And they usually... Are the first ones would be yeah right. I would see them and their expeditionary learning right. um, background being the first to to organize a protest. Okay, so it was just Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln and Lyman Moore, and Lyman Moore uh, were student led. I'm putting that in quotes. Nobody can see me do it, but student led protests. Um, that the purpose of the protests, from what I understand was to get the voices heard of the students who felt like they were um, they were being either discriminated against. Uh, held back, uh, treated differently uh, in some way, shape, or form. Is that fair to say? I think that is fair to say, and I think that it is fair for students to want their voices to be heard on no issues about like it. that. Yep. I, 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 lo- I love the fact that, that they were given a space to do it. And we, we taught for years. We saw protests, and I, I was all in favor of it because when those things happened, I, I stopped teaching math, and I started teaching social studies and said – this is where we're at. This is why it's happening. And I was able to kind of do enough homework to kind of teach my kids that were that chose not to be part of the pro- protest. You're not supposed to be teaching social studies, Tim. You're not certified <laughs> to teach social studies. You want me to start teaching math? No, I don't. I, no, mean, no, I know what you're saying. I'm math kidding. is hard. Social studies is just stupid. It's easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, every moment is a teachable moment. Yep. And we as adults... The, what we're doing at our core as teachers is mentoring the youth. And that actually is a, a big responsibility, which means we have to be very careful in our mentoring to not let our own personal opinions uh, drive the actions of the students. Yep. Unless their opinions that have kind of been um, worked out that this is what we're going to do is public, publicly held beliefs. Yep. So I, as a social studies teacher, am teaching a body of history that like, we all kind of agree this is what we want our youth to be learning. Mm-hmm. In any given protest, it only takes one crazy person to cross a line. Yep. And things get out of hand. And likewise, in the field of education, it only takes like one crazy teacher right. to maybe decide things aren't radical enough or going far enough. And they decide that they're going to take things into their own hands and step over the line. And then they make the rest of us look bad. Right. In this case, I don't know all the ins and outs. My, I have a, a child at, at Lincoln. And so I heard about the protest 
first from my child who said, hey, there's going to be a, a, a protest this weekend. Uh, sorry, uh, the, the end of this week, yep. um, right before the weekend uh, for Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. Um, and, and my daughter said, you know, I need, I need a black clothes to wear for this, this protest. And I was like, oh, okay. And so she and I had a conversation as to what it was about. And then I got a letter through my email from the school that said this protest was going to be happening. And this is this one the same day it was beforehand, right? Correct. Is, yeah, yeah. Correct. So I think yeah. um I think like my daughter maybe told me Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday or Thursday I got a, an email from the school yep. with an attached letter that said these are the rules, these are the expectations. Yep. And it said, you know, students shouldn't have their phones out. They don't want this shouldn't be filmed. This is not about public spectacle or social media. This is a, a chance for them to voice their opinion. Yep. And I thought good for the kids. Yep. And I suppose good for the school. The problem with student protest, as you say, it's interrupting learning time. Yep. I, I, you always have the, the decision. Like, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah. So as a school, you can say, no, we're, like, we're staying in the classroom, and anybody who leaves to, to protest is going to be punished, and then you're going to have to deal with suspensions and detentions of the kids who walk out. Yep. Or you can try to facilitate and say, okay, we hear you. We're going to allow for it. We're going to say it's a, a specific time that we'll allow. Go ahead and do it. These are the rules. Say your piece. Yep. And then come back to class. Yep. So I think that that was what they were hoping for in this case. And I think I think because uh, I have a kid at Lyman Moore, and that was sent out to us. And it was there was a very strict timeline that was laid out. It was like a twenty to thirty minute window where they could they you know they could do their thing and yep. anybody who wanted to be out there was not going to be marked absent until they got past the threshold of the time limit right as long as they returned to class that's right and they were using it as a teaching moment get the kids voices heard and then maybe have some after the fact and outside of, of learning time they could do some more you know i don't know what you would call it rebuilding or or fixing the apparent problem that was happening with a group of students which i love I love the fact that I, I would stop class during that time period. I would stop class and say, this is why it's happening. This is where it's coming from. This is what I, what I know. And just do it as, you know, I, never, I would never put my opinion on something that I don't know about. I just went and found the facts and then translated the facts to the students and then let them voice their opinion inside the, inside the school if they chose not to be part of the protest. And their voice should be heard too because it affects everybody. When you do a protest during a school day, Every single kid is affected. Every single learning environment is affected by it. It's which, different than normal. Right, which is, you know, a, a protest has to be disruptive of something. Any given protest on any issue has to have some level of disruption or else people don't pay attention. Right, that's right. Um, it's different. You know, if they, yeah. if they gather after school to have a protest after school, yeah, some people might see them and, and take notice, but it, it's not as impactful as if it's, well, we're going to stop learning because we're going to yep. make everyone pay attention that's to right. this. So, okay, I get it. Um, but... It went awry. It, it it went awry, and it and it seems to have gone awry in a couple of different ways. Um, so in America, for what it's worth, you don't have the right to protest. You, you, people think that you do. You actually don't. <laughs> what what? You 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 don't have the right to protest. Okay. You you. I, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but I love it. Um. You, what you do have is the right to peacefully assemble. Right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so historically, governments 
would arrest people who would gather in a group to protest a government decision. Yep. Okay, so if a bunch of people are going to come out and say, like, the king isn't treating us fair, down with the king. Yep. The king would send out the troops and say, like, you know, these soldiers, like, arrest those people, lock them up, throw away the key it, it, as a way of silencing the voice of dissent. Yeah. So our founding fathers, brilliant as they were, flawed as they were, but still brilliant, said, you, you, we have to let people assemble peacefully. Yeah. We have to let them assemble to pray. Because even if they're a minority religion, we're not going to, you know, we can't arrest them for that. It's That's a peaceful assembly of people. Yep. So we, being kind of the selfish humans that we are, feel like whatever the reason is that we're going to get together, because it's our reason, it has to be okay. <laughs> All right? So, so we, you know, we get together and, and we protest an issue if we don't like the impact that the issue is having on us. Yep. That's a good thing. I mean, it is a good thing. It, it makes for a free and open society. So when people are marginalized or when people are, are affected by a decision in a way that they don't like, they get together and they say, this isn't okay. Yep. And you don't get a lot of attention if you do it in the middle of the night, quietly, with, right. with nobody watching. Right. So you have to find a way to kind of make waves to get your point across. And so the students don't want to do it after school. They want to do it during school. Yep. All right, well, so if it is, in fact, student-led and student-generated and the school says, okay, let's let them do it, good for the students, good for the school. Where I do draw the line is that a teacher shouldn't, shouldn't be motivating the students to do that type of action. Right. And really, there's a fine line on how much enabling the teacher should do. And I do wonder in looking at all of this, how much the students were pushed by teachers and how much of it was truly student-led and student-generated. Yep. And I don't know the answer to that. Well, I, I can tell you that um, I know firsthand of teachers who were, um, I would say, enabling the students and, and kind of motivating the students to do it, um, giving them snacks, that's not okay. Water, drinks. I, I say like, that's not okay. And being out there and, and helping them make signs, and it's like, uh, you know, now now you've taken you've taken a side when you're when you're a teacher. You don't take sides. You just you facilitate a learning moment, and by facilitating, it means you don't take a side. You have them look at both sides. You have them look at the whole issue as an issue, and then the right way to do things, and there's a wrong way to do things. What ended up happening at Lyman Moore, and this is firsthand knowledge, and it's actually out there on on TikTok and all the because they can't put their phones away. Right. The, there was you know students screaming at at the principal, calling him a racist, and um, and saying stuff like you know kiss the rainbow bitches and like just using inappropriate language and pointing fingers and just everything about it was was completely opposite of what the organizers wanted it to be. They wanted to. They wanted to go out there and voice their opinion. I think it started that way. But then a few kids got the microphone, and like you said, it took one or one or two kids to start rallying the the meatheads that were out there that loved the f word. Right. And just started dropping f bombs. And the problem that I had with it is my son called me at ten thirty, and I didn't realize the thing was still going on. It started at like eight thirty or nine o'clock, 
And an hour and a half later, two hours later, it was still happening. They were still screaming. There was still 150 students out on the lawn, not in school. Right. I'm sure the students who were all riled up about it they, were not sure. looking forward to going back to class. No, and they're not. They're not going to do it. Right. They're not. They're, they're middle school eighth graders. Their brains don't work correctly. They're not. The, their frontal lobes are not developed. Not developed. So they're yeah. just reactionary. Everything is reacting to 15 seconds in front of their 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 faces. So yeah, and it's fun to be able to yell. F the principal. Right. And have them not be able to do anything to you or, or, or don't think that they're going to do anything to you because they're not doing anything. They're just sitting there taking it. Right. Which, you know, I've seen some of the videos. I feel, I feel bad for, um, the principal of Lyman Moore. I certainly would not want to experience Good job, no. what, what he experienced. And, you know, maybe he wasn't physically harmed. So, uh, you know, thankfully, um, and maybe he deserves some scrutiny from the students. If he hasn't been doing his job, if the students are using, um, hateful language around race and gender, it is the job of the teachers to say that language is not okay. Right. Not acceptable. You can't use it here. We, We accept all humans. Uh, the, the principal needs to figure out a way to say, this is not okay. We're done. Yeah. And so yeah. If, if that's what the students are protesting against, then I actually applaud them for, for speaking up. Um, in the case of the Lincoln um, protest, I think the students were supposed to head back to school and they were chanting F you about the principal. Right. Um, and I, my daughter was telling me this morning that she thinks she went, she participated in the rally. She said she felt like it was getting out of hand. She, at the time that she was supposed to went back into school. She said she heard a lot of the students went down to Deering. Um, they walked down the street and like continued the march. And then the principal came out. And I think the principal, like according to my daughter, like managed to get the kids, the students to the Lincoln, go back Lincoln to Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. The, the Deering principal, I think came out. Yeah. I'm adding to gossip here. This is That's a rumor right. according That's to my daughter, but this is, this is what they're saying at the middle school. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting. So my my daughter said that then the Lincoln kids came back and they were trying to get into the school, but like the door was locked. <laughs> and so my daughter said, so now they're going to suspend them because they couldn't get back in the building and they locked them out and now they're suspending them. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, if the kids get suspended, they're not getting suspended because they got locked out. They're getting suspended because they... They chose left to leave the premises. when they were supposed to go back in, right. and then the doors get locked right. at a certain time. It's you know that that's that's not exactly. And and she kind of looked at me and she was like, "Oh, uh, I see what you mean." <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it was it was it was healthy. I think the the premise of it was healthy, and I knew um, we we taught a couple of the kids uh, siblings who are now in in college, but I I reached out to one of them that I that I knew really well, like. Like the kid was in my room all the time. We had deep discussions about future and all that stuff. And uh, her little brother was one of the organizers at Lyman Moore. And yeah. I know the kid well enough to know that he's, you know, he's a smart kid. The family's super smart and very responsible. And, you know, I'm sure that he had the whole thing organized in such a way that it was going to be done well. I think when you get into a mob situation, it just can easily get out of hand. What I wish the principal would have done in the moment and I wasn't there and I know how mobs can be trying to gather a bunch of kids who are irate it's hard to push Huge them back in unless yeah. you have a lot of adults to guide them cattle them back into school he'd just let it go and instead of calling police anybody that they can get their hands on 
stop school, put kids in the in the gymnasium, get the teachers out there and herd them back with school, say, hey, we're done. This has gone past the, the point of respectful. And not to mention, it went past the time limit yeah. that you would put on it in, inside the school day. Now learning's not happening. Now it's... Eh, it's, now you're in a situation where you're negligent, well, in my opinion. Sure, and it sucks for that principal because um, no doubt you, you you also you and I both know there are teachers who will say not my job, not what I signed up for. Yeah, yep. So I'm not going no out to that protest, yep. and I am not going to try yep. to get the kids back in. Nope, they'll be looking at their contract. Trying to- <laughs> That's right. They'll say I'm paid to teach. I'm going to stay right in my classroom, and I'm going to keep teaching. And then they can have, we can have a debate as to whether or not the kids should be allowed to make up the work that well, they missed. Here's the other thing. I, I heard that. Uh, right, give a test. Right? <laughs> give a test during the <laughs> protest. Right. Anyone who's... <laughs> You're not... There's no chance of making it up. Unfortunately, we're... It's in, an excused absence. You have ex- to let them make it up. <laughs> well, it's only excused. It's, it was only excused inside the time frame. That's right. So literally... Well, what you, outside. So what you do is that if you're a teacher and the protest at ends the, at 9.30, at 9.40, you give a test. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's not back in that seat, they're getting a zero for but that But you test. know as well as I do, in today's teaching uh, uh, environment, every one of those students would have to be given the opportunity to make it up on the teacher's time. On the teacher's, on the teacher's time, yeah. yeah. And uh, so a teacher, what are the teachers going to do? They're right. just, they're just going to let it go because they got families too. They're right. going to stay so, there for 35 kids who decided to go. Right, and so, so you're right. As a mentor, you... you have a conversation with the students who are still in your classroom and some of them might want to skip the protest just because they, they they don't want to get involved in it or they worry about their own safety or they may disagree w- with the motives unfortunately I, I i've kind of heard through the grapevine the the students who were protesting then got mad at students who didn't protest oh, and yes. said that they are part of the problem yep. so if you're going to protest because you're being bullied if you then tell anyone who doesn't join you that they are the problem, you, now you're going to bully. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's crazy, right? It happened at, at my son's school. One of his buddies was inside making up a test. He took the, the time to go make up. He had a bunch of tests that he had to make up as part of the two, whatever, the standard space. And, uh, and a kid came in and said, you're racist because you stayed inside and threw an entire tray of food on the kid. Awful. And nothing happened. And uh, so now that's going to be, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, lot more, but uh, we could go on for days. Yeah. But I will tell you that the, in, a, in a final uh, word of mine, uh, I talked to a Lyman Moore teacher friend of mine, and he said that the Wednesday, you know how we have those ridiculous Wednesdays where nothing gets done, but we have to sit there Early for three release. hours. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they allowed the student protesters to come into the teachers meeting and berate teachers and point out teachers, point to a teacher and say, you're racist, and you're racist, and you're racist. I was like, did anybody walk out? He goes, no, we were told that we had to listen and take it. And uh, I'm like, that is... That's not that's not a good way to facilitate no, that, it's that just, situation. It, just, it was poor leadership, in my yeah. opinion. And I, Sounds I, like it. I don't I don't pretend to be a leader of of teachers, but uh, but anyway. Anyway, I think we've beaten this to a dead horse. I think... I think we've got our point across. Yes, I think so. And I think we've uh, explored it enough. And we'll see what happens going forward as yeah. as the, the follow-up to the, the incidents. Yeah. Well, thanks again. All right, I got to go. I, I really appreciate you being here. I try. It's it's a beautiful day. Get outside, go hang out with your family. And uh, we thank you guys for sticking around for episode 14. 14 in the book. Saturday the 14th. <laughs> it's not Saturday the 14th. It's okay. We'll take it. All right. But thanks, for, uh, thanks for sticking around. I got to go. All right. Bye, Eli. Later. Be good to each other. Stay positive. 
searching for greatness in a sea of the dying and shameless. Uh, a sea of the aimless. I don't wanna be one of the nameless. I'ma wake up with the mindset that one day I'm gonna make it. And I don't think I'll be fine if I don't break my limitations. Don't try to stop me. I exist. To